Hello, queens. Welcome to the podcast. We're back, or I'm back. I have a new <laughs> guest. Kayla, tell people about yourself. Hello, hello. My name is Michaela. I used to work with Jane, so and we built a little bit of a friendship from there. Oh, you fired me. We still myself. work together. Barely. <laughs> there, it went from five days a week to like every three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a dirty job. I had to get out of there. Ah, uh, she did. She made the right decision. Honestly, I can't. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. But yes, I am Michaela. So nice to meet you all. This is my first podcast, though. That's exciting. Thank you, Jane. Michaela, you studied addictions at Centennial. Can you tell me a little bit of background, like why you chose to study the addictions program? Like, what kind of drove you to that? Addictions and mental health, yeah, so I did, it's called AMHW at Centennial, if anyone's interested, I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to that program, though, because I went to ECE for teaching, and it was a failed attempt. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also my plan B. So, originally, I always wanted to do psychiatry or psychology or something like that. Then mm-hmm. I went through my own <clears throat> mental health struggles, and they were severe. So. You know, at, at that point when I had, you know, gone through recovery and I was able to just live a regular daily life without medication and everything, I was like, okay, I want to do this as a living. Like, I would love to help people mm-hmm. that have experienced what I've experienced or worse or something maybe different on the addiction side and not the mental health side. Or maybe, you know, it's a concurrent thing where they're both together. Mm-hmm. So... That was my drive in order to, you know, go into the program. Because, mm-hmm. again, as I said, I've always wanted to go into psychology and stuff. But I just never, I never knew why. I just always liked to help people. But I guess my experiences was my calling to go into addictions and mental health, honestly. Okay. Good, good. And how is, I mean, people assume that like with COVID that, you know, everybody's working from home, but you're a frontline, I'm also a frontline worker. How has it been throughout the pandemic? Do you think that things are getting easier for frontline workers or do you think, you know, things are getting more difficult? I don't think they're getting, I don't, I mean, I think they were bearable to begin with Mm -hmm. because Yes, there was a pandemic, but we used PPE, which was masks and gloves and gowns. So I never felt that my safety was at risk, really. Other than, you know, when the shelter has an outbreak of COVID-19, then yeah. just, you know, before everyone had their first shot, that was scary. You know, yes, I'm like, like, I don't want that. <laughs> Last year, I found like when I started working at the shelters a lot, I was getting sick more often. I had a cold. Oh, really? And like, yeah, I found like when I've kind of both shelters that I work at just kind of taken the time off. I'm mm-hmm. not really getting sick. So, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm still convinced that like the, the shelter that you and I both work at. Mm-hmm. Got me very sick the first time where I ended up in ICU. I'm pretty sure someone coughed on the keyboard I was using. <laughs> Out of spite. Because that sickness was from hell. Oh, Jane. <laughs> I was like debilitated because he knows I hate him. So he went and coughed on it. But wow, it's all good. So wow. today, <laughs> today we're talking about, I don't know how to call it. I, I would say we're talking about unconventional relationships. 
Would you describe now to me when I say unconventional relationships I'm thinking outside of the traditional you know you know like when you think of society we've always been trained to to believe that like a relationship is a man and a woman and then you have a family and then the woman takes the man's name and yeah. is this and that so when you I want to ask like do you define your relationship as unconventional and when you answer the question I kind of want you to also tell our listeners like what type of relationship that you have Yeah sure I mean so really and truly it's not what I define it as it's what it is and what it is is unconventional everything about this relationship is unconventional because for one we are two females mm-hmm. two we have a son and we're not married Three, we're all living together and still, you know, not married where people would say, again, that unconventional, all of that is unconventional relationship, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I would say I definitely am in an unconventional relationship, but I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, our relationship dynamic is good. Right. Our family dynamic is good. It just works and it's been, it's going on seven years in September. Got so it. it's just, it just works. I can't ask for anything more to be honest. Mm-hmm. Do you have you been in relationships with men, and have you did you go as far as like living with them or things like that? Oh hell no! Oh no! <laughs> no no no! With men, no nothing to men. I mean, I I I have a lot of guy friends and stuff. I love guys. They're they're really good friends for me. Your love but is wrong or yes? Yeah, I have a I have one of my best. I have my best guy friend that I met from like camp in grade three. That's so, cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> you um, know, but as for relationships, I've never gone or even thought of even going that far with a man. That was never a thought for me, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it makes sense now. But um, for, with men, uh, it was just, you know, you get into a relationship. You do what you're supposed to do in a relationship. You go on dates. You, you're, you're all cute and lovey-dovey. Then you go home. <laughs> Mm, so it wasn't you know, like as a young person thing. yeah no it wasn't anything that I was like oh I want to have kids with this man and live with him and and start a life with him like that was not a thing for me you know so do you have a community around you like I'm I'm assuming that you do when you discuss because I remember when you told me not about being in a relationship with a woman and we'll get into mm-hmm. um, that later but I definitely was like huh you know when you told me about some of the dynamics of your relationship um mm-hmm. do you find that like in the community in which you you associate yourself or the environment that you're in that when you're telling people or not even telling them like or when you're discussing like the type of relationship that you are do you get a that you're in do you get a lot of pushback or are people just kind of like asking you a lot of questions do you deal with stigma when you're talking to people honestly not really i was actually thinking about that the other day when they were talking about that we don't really deal with a lot of stigma almost never and even when we tell people about our relationship if anything it's like admiration or people are like wow you guys are so trusted you guys are so you know just so it just sounds so like cool and i've heard that many times they're like yeah i could never you know when it comes to the whole tasking a lot of people are like i could never do that with my with my man because you know either it's a trust thing or whatever maybe it's a past experience thing that they've had like yeah i could never or some people they just can't be with one 
like more than one person and then still have the same person at the end of the day they love and come home to. I mean, although we've never practiced any of the classes, we have put it into place because we trusted each other, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, well, we'll give each other passes and this, we're young. Uh, you know, we started dating when we were like, I was 19 turning 20 that same year and she was 18. So we were still teenagers. The ending of the end of teenagehood. We started dating when we were young. So we're like, okay, we're still young here. You know, if you need an outlet or you need some a, a little leap of freedom, go ahead, live it out, come back home. I don't need to hear about it. You don't need to hear about it. And okay. it's that way, you know, it is what it is. Because, you know, it's one thing you, you let's say you have passes. And a lot of people, it doesn't work out for. You have a pass and you come home and then maybe you start developing feelings for that other person. Or you have a pass and you come home and you start telling your partner about your adventures. That's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? That you are ahead of your time. I think that you have cracked the code. (laughs) Because this is the thing. When you, when we think about heterosexual relationships, and I'm talking particularly men, Mm -hmm. if they did this from the get go, Mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have like such dealing with like women are in the ghetto. Like when, if you date men, you are in the trenches right now because men don't, it's like, they want you to be everything at once. They want you to do wifely duties, treat them like their husband, like they're your husband, but at the same time, not be committed. They don't want to be committed, but also at the same time, they don't want you to see anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's ghetto. Yeah, I mean, no, I know it goes that way. I mean, I heard once from a man, they said basically men look for different traits in other women. And mm-hmm. then every single woman that they see, like where they hang out with, that means something to them, has one of those traits that they kind of need. So let's say they're, I don't know, their partner's lacking in. So they're doing a needs assessment. Yeah, basically. Essentially, <laughs> We have one woman for this, one woman for that, one woman for this, one woman for that. Yeah. So I've heard. It makes sense though. But I like based on their behavior. I I like the idea of hey, we know we're young, and Mm -hmm. this is this is kind of like let's be realistic. (laughs) So if you Mm -hmm. need to do what you need to do, I don't need to know about it. Go take care of it. I think that Mm -hmm. like that makes sense to me. I don't know that I would be able to do that. Because I won't use, say, for example, I was in a relationship and I don't think I would use my passes. So then I would just be thinking, now he's using them. <laughs> now, you know, I would just be like, I have a very creative, I'm an, I feel like I'm a creative person in general. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. brain would just go all over the place. Like it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work for me, but I, I like that idea. I do. I think it's. Yeah. Again, it doesn't work for everybody. You have to have that mentality and that trust with the person, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. We decided that, like, it was already a couple of years, a few years in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So there was already a foundation. You can't be doing something like this that involves so much trust mm-hmm. on a weak foundation of six months. Now, Michaela, you know, because your relationship, as we started to talk about, is unconventional, some people will be listening and they'll be like, oh, so you guys are just cheating on each other. Just call it what it is. What do you say to that, to those types of pushback where people are like, mm, girl, that's not what it is. 
and just literally tell them that is not what it is and I have to explain to them but when I explain it they understand because mm-hmm. it's like because they understand maybe because they've had experience with their boyfriend she's mm-hmm. not them right. it's not all what I'm describing to them um, so you don't you know, define your relationship either as a I just want my my listeners to be clear it, you don't also define it as an open relationship correct? no 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 no, it was just something that we had in place at one point in time, but it's no longer a thing because, well, I'm about to be 27 this year. Mm-hmm. She's about to be 25 in a month. Mm-hmm. We don't really feel the need to have those in place. It's been out of phase for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Actually, so we just, yeah. Okay. It was just there just as a safety net kind of thing. If anyone, if any one of us wants to be, mm-hmm. but again, we never, we've never actually practiced it and now that we just collectively come together so we don't need it so it's gone and we're both fine no i love that trust me i i think that if everyone is just like in right from the get-go you understand each other and you're like hey i have at some point in this relationship you're gonna have your needs i'm gonna have my needs <clears throat> And don't tell me about it. I think that that's, mm-hmm. if, if the, especially for men, my goodness, th- it would work for them. <laughs> this would work. Just tell the girl, tell the girl, like, or the guy, yo, this is, this is me. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do monogamy is not me. Like Nick Cannon, he's been telling people, like, yeah. I don't like that he's been telling people monogamy is not good for your health. Like, you don't know every single human on this planet. Yeah. But, it, but I like that he's saying, like, me, I don't, monogamy does not work for me, and this is what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm not sure why everybody has such an issue with, like, the fact that he has, like, 89 children. It's very weird mm-hmm. to me. And I think it, it also goes back to, like, demonizing the black man and, like, look at this 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 black man who has all these kids. And it looks different because when you look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump has like five different wives and like six children with all yeah. those wives. And I don't hear baby mama drama. I don't hear people telling him that he's a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. But for some reason with Nick Cannon, who is openly saying, mm, monogamy, not for me. And yeah. you know, and if you go ahead and you, you know, what is that thing? You, you create a child with such a man. I think that at that point, it's on you. You've seen that future has 86 children and you come and go and, and exactly. with him. And then you're like, ah, the cheating. Like, girl. Exactly. Exactly. And women, I mean, women, we all know who we lay down with. So you can't be surprised at the outcome of the man that had the same tendencies and the same traits before you even laid down with. Mm-hmm. I, I think this solution, honestly, I think it works. I might have to do this when I decide <laughs> to. Unfortunately, I've said this many times. It, it is sad that I'm, I am a straight woman. Uh, <laughs> and at some point, I, I do want to co-parent. And so if, if I am in a relationship, I think I'm going to put this in place. Go on, do whatever you're doing. Please don't get me sick. But like, go do you and don't tell me about it unless, you know, because that will save me from the headache. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm with, you know, I'm with a faithful man. Mm-hmm. And then, cause if it turns out that like, I, I went into this thinking, oh, you're faithful and then you're not. That's, that's, that's going to like piss me off as opposed to if I entered being like, you know what? I already know you're a man. 
Uh-huh. If you need to do you, go. Just, yeah. I think it works. Just don't involve me, whatever. Yeah, it, it, I think it's something for people to try, honestly. And it'll also test your trust, like, you know, it'll also test your trust with the person that you say is your person. But it'll me, also yeah. test limits. Yeah, go on. Oh, you know that men are embarrassing. Ah, they me? Will, I know that? <laughs> they will go and literally get her pregnant. And then they'll come and be like, so you remember that past thing that we agreed on? I I did a little boo-boo, you know? Oh, I see what you mean. And then yeah, I, mean, I got her pregnant. Yes, no, I see what you mean. In that case, you know, men can get other women pregnant. So in that case, it can get a little sticky. <laughs> no pun intended. It can get a little sticky. But uh, you, know, you have to have that understanding with your partner from the beginning. You know, protection needs to be used because if you're not using protection, now you're disrespecting me and our agreement. Our yes. agreement is for you to fulfill your Urge. your aspirations, your urges, your needs outside of here. That's all this is for you to fulfill that. Not for you to fulfill that and more. That was not the plan. So it has to be a sit down understanding. You have to have rules, right? There's rules to it. Mm-hmm. You can't go out in this line loop. You know, you have to have a sit down with your partner and put down some rules because everyone's mm-hmm. different. Maybe your partner might not want you to be kissing other people. Okay, so no kissing. Maybe your partner mm-hmm. might not want you to be doing oral on other people. All right, so no oral, just intercourse. Everyone's different, and it depends on the two, the couple in the relationship and their relationship dynamic and the foundation. So it's it's definitely something that if you're practicing, That's something you, you can cannot just- take lightly. It's not something you can just wake up and do. You you kind of have to exactly. sit down with the person and think about what what works for both of you. And it's unique. This is not, and this is not, guys, this is not like, I, Michaela is my goals. You kind of have to create your <laughs> own situation. Yeah. And go yeah. from there. Okay. No, I like it nonetheless. I, I Now thinking of, I think it's easier... It is easier, like, when you when you both have an understanding of mm-hmm. kind of what your dynamics are and, and create that pass based on that. Like I know I've I've heard Tiana Taylor, she she's talked about like how they bring women like to have threesomes mm-hmm. in in their <clears throat> in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I'm like, ooh <laughs> especially you would Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. Especially because like for the Tiana situation, I don't know how it, the thing is, if I bring a woman into the bedroom, I feel like I'm fulfilling what the the man wants. Like, what is what what yeah. is in that? What is in the bedroom that is going to appease me? I hear what you're saying. Not to sound <clears throat> overly feminist, but I just I'm just like so so because he benefits when there's two women. How do I benefit? Well. You know, I I hear where you're coming from, and that is a concern for like a lot of people that do, you know, that do reasons and stuff like that. A lot of people have that concern. They're like, oh, but if I bring a woman, then now my man is just fulfilling his mm-hmm. urges, and if I bring a man, now then your man is not gonna really like the fact that they're doing that. Probably we- the man's not even gonna enter the house. Mm-hmm. And we know men; we know how they are. Mm-hmm. 
So the only way is if he agrees that there's a man and then there's a woman and we have a foursome. Mm-hmm. Which we know, you know, especially with straight men, they would literally, they would rather eat shit before they agree to that. So it's definitely interesting. I'm glad that it works for Tiana. <laughs> but like, um, I, I'm also glad that like we are in a place in this day and age where we can openly have these conversations. For sure. For sure. I didn't even know Tiana Taylor and her husband did that though, the, the whole freedom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was not aware. She does. And people, people have tried to attack her and being like, really? oh, you're not married. You're, you're a married woman. You, you went before God and you said your vows and, and now you're disrespecting the sanctity of marriage. Oh, goodness um, gracious. And I'm like, well, I mean, everybody being a Christian myself, I, I can, I do have that. Because I don't really plan to get married, I don't really plan to to be married to like the father of my children or even raise mm-hmm. children with a man. I definitely go back and forth between my faith. It's like a it's mm-hmm. like a conflict. Do you ever deal with that? Like, given your you know your relationship is not really it's not traditional, mm-hmm. and it's it's were you before I ask this question were you raised in a Christian family before I make assumptions? Yeah, we are Christian, but. Uh, I used to go to a church as a child, both in, um, in Canada and in Jamaica. So, you know, my family definitely is Christian. We practice it, but we are not, uh, religious. I don't know how to explain it. <clears throat> I don't really know how to explain it. Like, we're Christian, but we don't practice, like, like after church, we come home and live our lives all right. over again. Right? So mm-hmm. that's basically, we practice it at at church and then we have the bible at home we mm-hmm. pray but it's not like we have the other you know the other christian rules where you know how some people are like very heavily involved in the christian life and uh i think it's like the jean skirt they wear the jean skirts <laughs> and they can't wear anything else the evangelical christians the yeah. yeah right so again for us we just go to church and we come home and live our lives and we pray that's how i grew up so for me, it's not, you know, I've never gotten any backlash based on my relationship or my choice of gender to be in a relationship with. I've never gotten any backlash in regards to religion or anything like that. And the, like me, for my, like myself, how I even came out to my family. Mm-hmm. Well, one, I didn't come out to my whole family. I came out to my parents and my siblings. But when her and I started dating, I just brought her over like it was normal, like anyone would do with a man, right? When you bring your boyfriend over, mm-hmm. you don't announce, oh, so I have a boyfriend, guys, and he's coming over to the dinner. Da, 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 da. You just bring him over and you say, hi, this is my boyfriend. So I just took it into my hands to be the same, regardless if it was a man or a woman. So they met her and found out she was my girlfriend but at the same time. That's so that's crazy. how I... <laughs> That is new, to be honest, because, guys, Michaela is a black person. She's a black woman. Yes, I am a black Um, woman. I am. This is very new. So you didn't have to deal with, I'm sure at some point in your life, you you have dealt with some sort of, you know, stigma, but I'm talking more so your family and church life. You've never felt that no one ever made, made you feel like your lifestyle was wrong and it wasn't biblical and 
you were going against God and things like that. No one ever came to preach to you in that way. Mm, not in my friends or family. Never experienced that with my friends or family. Like, again, I'm a very it is what it is type person. Accept me or don't accept me. And basically, I'm just leaving it all in your hands for you to make this choice. At the end of the day, now we know you chose to not talk to me anymore, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just put it all out there and I let people kind of put the pieces together, turn it left, turn it right, flip it over, put it back, and then come back to me with whatever reaction they have after that. So I just let people, you know, do their own thinking and that's all that stuff because regardless right it's my life right regardless i have to live my life the way i want to and the way i feel is right mm -hmm. so does it matter what my uncle my aunt my parents my siblings think or my husband that does not matter and, and even worse because i'm coming from a jamaican family so mm -hmm. you know both my parents are jamaican so everybody's jamaican so and i think here i mean it, for the listeners, I don't know if you guys are Jamaican, some of you, or maybe you have some friends that are Jamaican. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know how Jamaicans are with uh, people from the LGBT community. Yeah. So, but for me, yeah, it's just, you know, I brought her to my, my mom's birthday or my dad's birthday party, and it was with every family member, like mm -hmm. that. And I said, huh, this is my girlfriend, Taya. Yeah. A lot what of people, the reaction? People, oh, they were like, oh, hi. Well, they, they met her for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I put it in your face so that you can have your true reaction, right? I don't do it behind closed doors so that you can be mumbling behind the scenes to tell me everything you want to tell me behind the scenes, but something you wouldn't say in front of her. Mm -hmm. If you're this ballsy, you're going to say what you want to say in front of her and myself. Oh, Michaela's so. trying to she'll fight you guys. Don't come <laughs> for her. So that's how it is for me, right? If you really respect me and you're 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 real, mm -hmm. then your true reaction will come out when it's in your face. You make an important point here that when it comes to you know being who you are, mm -hmm. you have to be confident about like I think the big thing about it is like when you're confident about it and you stand up in it, it's hard for people mm -hmm. to stigmatize and be I mean people do what they do but it's it's harder to be a cold-pressed homophobe if someone is like yeah well I'm confident in my life I'm living my life and I dare you it's different yeah. when someone is is coming with that energy so I think that's that's important to know as well yeah yeah so that's how I that's not that's just how I am that's just how I roll right I I I'm a very real person with people that I, I surround myself with in my family. And I like the same in return and the same respect in return, right? I don't, to me, there's no other way other than just being as real as you can be as a person. Where did you meet Tay? Like, how did you guys meet? Oh, we actually met on an app. Remember I told you about that app, Twitter app? Oh, yeah. I Okay, guys, <laughs> I like her too, but it didn't work out for me. <laughs> I yes, guys. I I tried to be. I tr uh, I hope it, people don't take this disrespectfully. I don't mean it disrespectfully, but I I did try to be a lesbian. I thought maybe I could make myself because I I kind of was like, well, I'm not a huge fan of men at all. I'm just not. 
maybe if I tried to like women, but um, it didn't work out for me. I, I, uh, no. it, it just, I failed. Yeah, but it guys, hold her if you want to try. Let me know how it goes. Yes, for everyone on here, I'm LGBT and female. For her, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I met my partner of almost seven years on there. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you met on her, and then mm-hmm. yeah, so we, I actually messaged her, mm-hmm. and because <clears throat> you have to like the person in order to match, it's kind of like Tinder. So if the person doesn't like you back, then you don't match. So mm-hmm. I liked her, and then she liked me, and then we matched. And then I messaged her and whatever. I actually told her, I was like, oh, I was, I was scared that you were gonna like, you know, feel me like that because I thought she was really cute. Yeah. So on the app, I took a leap of faith <laughs> and shot a message to her, and she responded. And it honestly, it was just all uh, roses and tulips from there. Oh, mm. that's cute. <laughs> Um, got each other's numbers and stuff, so. Yeah. I guess this brings me to my next question, which is gender. Mm -hmm. I've been an advocate for a long time saying that, you know, gender is fake. Gender is not real. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we do have to live in a huge way in society. We do have to live by gender roles. Where you, can you tell people a little bit about kind of like what, because I guess, how am I trying to ask this question? When people see gender you, roles? when people see you, they assume your role in their relationship. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Right, and so yeah. how do you how do you manage the two? Like in your relationship, is there gender roles, or do, do you not have that those roles in your household? In our relationship, we don't do the whole gender roles thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, if I'm feeling like. I want to lay down in her lap and I'm feeling cuddly, then I could do that. And vice versa, she could do that with me as well. If, you know, if something needs to be cleaned, we clean together. Everybody in this house cleans everything. Everyone does the dishes. I mean, all three of them, like Nate, he's eight years old. He does the dishes, he sweeps, he mops, he cleans. Mm-hmm. Her and I will do the dishes together or we'll cook together. We cook together a lot. So we don't really have like, uh, we don't practice gender roles because, I mean, again, we're both female, so what are the gender roles even be practiced? We don't have any, you know, the toxic masculinity doesn't exist in our relationship at all. So there's no... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. People would make that assumption, you know, yeah. you and, and your girlfriend, it's actually not something that you practice in your actual relationship. Yeah, and I've had people say, oh, wow, you cook? Oh, or they taste my food. Oh, you made it? Oh, wow. I thought it would have been your girlfriend. Yeah, no, but we both, we both, we both cook, we both clean, we both do whatever we gotta do in order to make it work. Because at the end of the day, we're a couple, and we're, we're, you know, this is our union. So mm-hmm. it's not up to one person to do half and the other person to get half. No, we do everything, the whole thing together. And so you don't believe that, like, you know, you're the lead. You're kind of both leading the relationship. You're both caring. Yeah, in both in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both lead in different ways. There's not just the one leader. Do you guys see why I want to be in a relationship with a woman? Like, look at this. <laughs> this is healthy. This is not how it is for every. This is not how it is for every lesbian relationship. I can tell you that much. We have <laughs> a lot. Of, we have like lesbian friends mm-hmm. with not so healthy relationships. 
Um, you know, some some lesbians are very toxic as well, right? It's not just men. Some lesbians are very, very toxic. I some lesbians beat their that. partners too. <gasps> really? Yeah, it exists. I, mean, I know that there's it abuse exists. in every relationship, but you're saying that like the same toxicity that we deal with in heterosexual <clears throat> relationships is kind of seeping over. It seeps over to the lesbian relationships as well, where yeah, women exactly. take up that role as well. Exactly. There are women out there that beat their partners, punch them, everything, kick them out the house. Like, it exists. Don't think it's just one-sided. It happens everywhere. And I'm, I don't know. I can't speak for uh, gay male uh, relationships, mm-hmm. but... Maybe half of there too. I don't know, mm. but definitely in lesbian relationships, the same thing you might deal with with a man. Mm-hmm. Deal with the lesbians, they cheat a lot too. A lot of them will cheat a lot, just like a man will too. Like it's, it's not any better. You just have to find the person, your person, mm-hmm. whether it's a man or a woman, or anything in between that. But Michaela, it has to be more than that, I feel, because is there, like, did it, did it kind of take time to build the type of relationship you have now? Were, were there certain boundaries that you set in the beginning to say, I want a healthy relationship? I definitely think, like, mm-hmm. you coming from a, your parents are still married, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're still in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think, do you think that maybe that too contributes to, you grew up in having having a healthy idea of what a relationship should be. And mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. kind of have grown up to emulate that. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I mean, I think it definitely uh, makes a difference when, you know, if you both your parents are married or together or whatever their, their label is. It definitely makes a difference because, as you said, you do have that example of a healthy relationship and what it looks like and what it's supposed to be. You know, whereas some people that don't have that, I mean, what they're seeing all their life is what they were seeing with going on with their parents. That's it. Whether whether it was healthy or not healthy. So I think that definitely plays a role in my relationship. But mm. at the same time, we worked on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like from the beginning until now. And we're still working on stuff on mm. now. Right. And we're still going to keep working on stuff as we grow as a couple and as two individuals. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to be willing to work on yourself, your relationship, and grow together and everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to go through those, those, uh, trials and tribulations. You have to, you have to be willing to go through those tears. You have to be willing to go through those fights mm-hmm. and come out on top all over again every single time. Mm-hmm. Cause the moment you give up, well, you've given up on your relationship. Yeah. Amen. My last question. We, as you know, this is a black woman's podcast, black women podcast. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in our community, we've touched a little bit on this, but there is a lot of homophobia. There's a lot of stigma Mm -hmm. that the LGBTQ2S plus community deals with. And someone could be listening now. I know that for women, the, the backlash is not as intense. As yeah. black men face for, for liking someone who is of the same sex, but mm-hmm. the stigma is still there. And what advice do you have to somebody who right now, you know, she's, you stuck in this 
thing where like she wants to she's like maybe she feels like she likes women but she's also from a, a Caribbean household or an African household and she doesn't really feel like she can or she has the the space to do that but she wants to live freely like you know she's listening to this and she's like oh wow Michaela is living her best life what what advice do you have for her you know not necessarily to come out because I know that that's a huge deal but to just slowly start accepting herself and and doing you know living her best life lo- loving who she loves my advice to individuals out there that might be going through that would be to do some reflection, sit down by yourself, do some reflection and just, and maybe some affirmations too, just tell yourself this is who I am, this is who I will be from here on out and I love me and so on so forth, whatever other affirmations you have to do, but you know, just be confident in who you are you have to find that confidence within because it's not just going to come to you. It might, it might take time to find that confidence. But, you know, try your best to find it. Eventually, you'll find it anyway. But just keep working. You'll find it. And once you find that confidence, nobody can stop you. You're just going to be as happy as you were destined to be. And it's only up from there. You know, like, if it's a coming out issue, then... Be confident when you are coming out and you have to also be accepting of the possible consequences and still be confident in the consequences or the, the, the backlash that you might get. You have to just hold up your head high and keep it pushing because again, you only get one life to live, right? And if this is the life that you were given, live it to the fullest without regret. Live it to the fullest. There's nothing else you could really do, right? Your parents have their lives. You have your own lives. So your parents cannot be telling you that you should be living your life this way, this way, this way, this way. They already have their life to live. You are only privileged to get one. So live it to the utmost fullest and be the happiest you can be. Be the most confident you can be. And just know that you're beautiful inside and out. That's, that would be my advice. I love that. And on that note, yeah. It, everything that she said and with confidence I know for me I've found you know you gotta fake it till you make it <laughs> eventually you'll make it um exactly. and then the community you know maybe you don't have family supporting you but when you start to kind of be confident in your life you'll find that you'll also find a community around you you'll create your own family so mm-hmm. and 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 that's how it goes and like and and you will learn you kind of see people who is who, who is for you and who is not for you throughout exactly. your journey. Building exactly. confidence is, it's a lifelong. I know that there's things that I'm still working on as we all are. Yeah. Michaela, thank you for coming. You definitely gave me a lot of insight. Um, especially, <laughs> especially because I know now the same bullshit is over on the other side. So <laughs> I'm going to sit tight. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for coming. I'm always, always open, you know, come back. Let's, I want to discuss the cer- certain things a little more. So definitely come back. Yeah, sure. Invite me. I will definitely show up, of course. Oh, of course. And thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. It was a great conversation. I hope, you know, people that are listening can take something from it. 
I think that they will. This was very... I definitely learned quite a bit, so I know that they will too. All right, queens, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.